Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folks, welcome to Dungeons & Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long-forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. Hello, you are listening to the podcast version of this week's episode of One Life Left. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. Uh, we've just finished recording the show as live, um, almost at the time it does air on Resonance. So um, we uh, we can see in real time how mm. uh, how dark the nights are. Um, difficult ending to that one, Stephen, where, where we ran out yeah. of things to say six minutes before the show ended. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, yeah, there was I don't know. So like that happens so rarely, and um, there was obviously some kind of miscalculation at some point during well, the show. Well, it was because I accidentally did the reviews in the letter section. Mm. Now, that wouldn't have made any difference to the uh, overall timing of it, uh, but we would have been able to sort of talk about that a little bit more. So lesson yeah. there, lesson one from this week's broadcast is uh, don't review during the letters. Mm. Um, we, uh, as Ed points out during the show, we don't we didn't address all of his questions, and, and that was how to deal with Big Gary. Um, do you have any suggestions for him, Steve? Big Gary being the uh, person who's going to come around and try and claim, you know, repossess Ed's possessions. You repossess Because possessions? he's been buying uh, digital uh, cards that don't exist in the real world with real money. Well, as I understand it, uh, bailiffs are like vampires in that they can't come in unless you let them, right? So as long as you don't say Gary's name three times in a mirror uh, and then invite him in at the door, you're all right. You'll be fine. You can't get in. Uh, it is Halloween tomorrow when the show airs, mm. uh, and there's lots of that around. Um, and so, um, talking of saying the name three times in a mirror, would you ever do that? Mm. We watched the remake with Dex. Did we watch it with him, or were we talking about it afterwards? And he said, "Oh, I'd, he said I, I've, I've done it." And I'm like, "Why would you do? Why would, Why you, would do you do that? Why would you take the risk?" Mm. Would, so, would you have you have you done it? I haven't. I've also, you know, um, you know the the scene in Poltergeist with the static, yeah, and the TV and the girl just staring at it. Yeah, always had a bit of a fear of that kind of. You don't see a lot of static these days, do you? I don't know when the last no. time I saw static. Maybe that's because there are just fewer ghosts around. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I like any of this sort of stuff. Definitely. Um, Definitely would avoid it. I was seeing a flat the other day, a house actually, the other day, and the loft had been boarded up, and there was a there was a padlock on it. And the person who owned the house, which had been in there, been in their family for generations, was built in eighteen eighty or something, and they were finally selling it on. Um, the the person sort of. Uh, you know, a woman, I reckon around about 65 with her friend, she was having a coffee downstairs. And I, I said, so um, what's in the loft? And her friend just shot her a look and she glanced back at her friend and she said, nothing, nothing at all. Wow. Well, combine that with what you mentioned on the show earlier. Imagine mm. if you did the tour in VR. The VR tour of that place. And you went into the loft. No, but it was actually, it was a game. That's a good game. That's that's as good as that Ikea game, or not Ikea game, not uh, Ikea, that was no. mentioned earlier on the, uh, well, earlier, but 
later for you guys listening to this on the show. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably a pretty strong pitch for a horror itch.io style horror game, a tour of a house with a ghost in the loft space. When we got into the loft, I think so. When we bought this place, which was ages ago, I poked my head up uh, and had a quick look around. That's fine. Well, anyway, when we moved in, I went into the loft properly, mm. and there was a, just a poster of a young David Beckham on the <laughs> wall. Perfect. And the weird thing is, well, you, well I go up there now, mm. the poster has aged. <laughs> <laughs> Very that's, good. That's Simon. another spooky thing, isn't it, for Halloween? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, so tomorrow I am going to be in the shed. The lights of the house are down. Mm-hmm. I am not receiving trick-or-treaters. Mm. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, was trick-or-treat a thing for you when you were a kid? Of course it wasn't. That's interesting because it definitely was for me. Well, it absolutely was. But my... Well, no, sorry. I mean... Well, actually, the idea of the trick or treat—not just this going around sticking sticking your hands out and going, just give me some sweets. Mm. We were walking around um, the, the the town earlier, and yeah, and everyone's going nuts for it. They're proper, uh, you know, quite what looked like t- quite time-consuming mm. decorations up the front of loads of houses. That never used to be a thing. Mm. But yeah, trick or treat would but there were there would be some tricks involved as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd stick a French banger up somebody's exhaust or <laughs> something like that. To coin that. a phrase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it definitely was was for me. But my, my partner, Lisa, uh, this week said, oh, yeah, that's come on over from America. And it was never a thing when we were kids. And I was like, absolutely was. Definitely a thing. Like, definitely the uh, the front of houses, That's that wasn't a thing when we were kids. The, uh, Didn't the, have houses back then, Steve, did we? Wish we didn't have them now, Simon. Mm. Right. Uh, nice to see you. Um, uh, Sharky says that um, uh, he's he's updated his comments. So the best thing about podcasts uh, is playing it at one point five speed. Though he's used to you guys speaking a little bit quicker normally. <laughs> uh, we've certainly gone on this show. Thanks everybody yeah. for listening. We will uh, see you on the Discord during the week, um, or we'll see you here next week. Uh, we'd love you to to listen live and chat throughout the show, please. Uh, so hopefully speak to you then but until then here's the show goodbye oh hello (laughs) (laughs) very good Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Hi Simon, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. It's dark, isn't it now? Mm. Someone's turned the sky off. Mm. All happened last night. Uh, Didn't like it, didn't like it this morning either. Yes, I think we probably remarked this uh, last year, but uh, in the old days when we were younger... Uh, spring forward, fall back, fall back extra hour in bed. Mm. All it means now is an extra hour to deal with your children. <laughs> yeah, quite. Um, and yeah, trying to explain why now it's getting dark earlier. And also that the nights are getting longer doesn't actually mean that the nights are getting longer. Oh, oh, daddy, but I couldn't sleep through the night before. How am I going to do it now? The nights are getting longer. It's not what it means, mate. My room feels weird. That's what she said this week. <laughs> Okay. This is a bad house. <laughs> um, where is your daughter now? Because uh, we managed to get through the recording last week without any hassle. Mm. And um, today was remarkably stress-free mm. in terms of going, oh, you know, I'm not sure what it's going to be like. Could we do very early on a Monday? Where is she? She's in bed. Or, what? You know, she's technically in bed. She's in her bedroom and she's... Uh, you've not yeah. told her about the clocks. <laughs> it's eight o'clock no. in her world. No, 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 no. She's, she's, uh, she is currently playing ball. She's currently agreeing, um, and we'll see how that 
how that works. Uh, again, last week I, I remember warning you guys at the start that there may be screaming in the background uh, and not to worry about it. It was just normal. Well, welcome to the new normal. Absolutely fine. Bedtimes, quiet, well-behaved children, and that is how it's going to be for the next 15 years. Good stuff. And unless anybody stops us, we'll be here as well then, won't we, for the next 15 years? We will. We're a video game radio show. We've been doing... Oh, my goodness, that's worrying. We've actually already been doing it for longer than 15 years, haven't we? Oh, Simon, I could be on my second family. Um, This is a video (laughs) game... It's it's a video game radio show. Uh, We are going to talk about video games, although uh, Simon warned me before the show that he hasn't done enough news research. Is that exactly what I said, Steve? I just said I didn't have many news stories. I did scroll through videogameschronicle.com, um, as, I, as I do every Sunday afternoon, and it, d- it did look like, like nothing's happened. Oh, I've, got, I've got a few news stories. I don't know if they'll overlap. We also have reviews coming up at the end of the show, but I haven't played very much this week. Have you? I have. Okay, good, 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 good. Not sure about the state of the letters. So if you are listening live... Uh, you have about, I don't know, probably about 20 minutes to get a decent letter in, or honestly, any kind of letter in. And can't it will we... be read out on the show. Well, can't we invite them onto the show if they're listening live? Well, I was thinking we could have a new feature called Live Letter, where we just rope in a listener and they say, you know, any questions? Anything you want to get off your chest? Um, but technically, might be a bit of a challenge. They have to go in through a different door, Simon. <laughs> audience guests presenters hey i um we've got my father-in-law down at the moment so who very kindly helped us out through half term uh, and to celebrate we all had pizza this evening celebrate the end of the week he's he's going off tomorrow dexter came around uh, i ordered from domino's we ordered so much pizza i had to pick it up from another door <laughs> the party <laughs> the party door around the back door yeah because they couldn't get it all through the little hatch Wow, I know that's that's exciting. Did you feel like a VIP? Do you feel I like really get... did mm. with my buy three pizzas for a, a, a <laughs> discount? <laughs> Good. What did you What did you have on your pizza? Uh, I, well, I let everybody else choose, Steve. When you're a dad, like you just ask what everybody are. Your job is to try and keep most of the people happy most of mm-hmm. the time, and often that comes at the cost of your own happiness. <laughs> but that's just what we do. It's just what we do. You've got a shed, Simon. I live in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> I know, I know. Mm. You can move in here. It's that that behind me is a sofa bed. Next year, when I'm on my third family. Okay. It'll all be different next time. All right, shall we get on with the news? Let's do it. It's five past seven on a Monday evening, probably, uh, or other times are available. Uh, I'm Simon Byron, and this is the news. <sighs> Sorry, I should click to my tabs. Don't they, they didn't get this wrong on the actual news, did they? Where they've got not, not got their browser open. Uh, from VideoGamesChronicle.com, right, written by Andy Robinson, the first two Modern Warfare stories this week. Physical copies of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 allegedly include just 72 megabytes of data on disc. That's according to Does It Play, a social media account which tests physical games to see if they can be played offline on consoles. According to the account, Modern Warfare 2's disc comes with hardly any data. Assuming it's stored on a standard PS5 UHD, brackets 100 gigabytes, less than 1% of storage is being used by the game. At the time of publishing, the download size for the Activision shooter is around 100 gigabytes. And that's before the release of Warzone 2 next month. So users purchasing a physical copy will still need to download virtually the entire game and still require the disc to play it. (laughs) BGC has asked Activision for a comment on this story. If true, shunning disc storage raises issues 
It's not just download caps, but preservation and the environmental impact of printing what are virtually empty discs in plastic boxes. Many social media users have criticised the alleged move. Why is it alleged, though? Surely somebody can actually find this out. So that's me popping into the news story. I mean, um, someone could, but presumably the news reporter couldn't. Couldn't. And therefore... They're too busy writing the news up. Mm-hmm. Um, content creator Lance McDonald wrote, Stop pretending this is normal. It is not <laughs> normal. It should never become normal. Tethering a physical disk to a digital service that forces you into firmware updates, online ecosystem, and DRM updates just to play a single player game is not standard now and should never be. So, Steve, 42, 72 megabytes of data. Mm-hmm. It's not very much at all, is it? Well, not these days, but back in the day, you could do an awful lot with 72 megabytes, couldn't you? You could. Um, uh, yeah, but um, a fraction of uh, what Modern Warfare mm. 2 is doing. What format are you playing Modern Warfare 2 on, Steve? No format. Uh, no but formats? I assume, well, PC, if you bully me into it. Are we going to squad up? I mean, I, I well, <laughs> I was going to say I, I don't see why we wouldn't, but mm. I mean, actually, I'm not paying <laughs> sixty quid for it, so that's no. uh, yeah. So I, I, I suspect it's unlikely. Mm. Um, so this is sort of like getting a. It's more like, what is the purpose of this physical edition? It's basically so you can give it someone as a present, right? Like because it's not functional yes. on its own. It's essentially no. like getting a code in a box. Um, yes. So. I get that. It raises interesting problems for the future. Like, this will be useless when the servers are off. Like, you know, this will not work forever. Yeah, and I, I mean, and maybe they've just worked out that actually, let's just stop pretending because uh, whenever you buy a game these, these days anyway, mm-hmm. you generally have to download a hefty patch. And so imagine installing the game in order to download a patch that was, that was going to be there anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, this is just doing, doing that putting that to one side and saying, look, guys, we all know what's going on here, but if you want to uh, pass this around the school playgrounds, this is the way you're going to be doing it. That was definitely my first thought as well, but I suppose, you know, it's... it's, it's all very well us talking about, oh, yeah, well, we all know how annoying it is when you've got to download a 100 gig patch or whatever it is straight away, and that takes six hours or something. Um, internet speeds are not consistent across the world, and if there'll be some people who want to buy a boxed version of the game because then they can just play it, and maybe their internet is not super, super fast, and therefore it's or even you know average speed. And actually updating a game is not possible for them uh, and these people simply can't play that game right that's it it's it's done that disc is useless without the internet connection yep um but uh, another reason is probably that the game probably wasn't actually finished until the day before it came out and <laughs> so is, yeah, yeah. the discs were manufactured you know six seven weeks in advance so yeah it also stops the leaks steam mm. um are you no, segueing of... into another news story? I'm now? not. No, okay. it's one I decided not to not to uh, cover. But um, um, it looks like uh, retailers have been sending out. I've been selling copies of God of War mm. on PlayStation Five uh, two weeks early. Yeah, did you now, not cover that news story because the the guy who was quoted was using an F word in it? He did he use was... well. He used mm. the F word. The the one. Not not yeah. Mm. Um, not um, an F word. The. Mm. Um, and I was a little bit worried that I would I would uh, I would read it out because actually in that story it was starred out in the headline but was there for all to see uh, <laughs> in the in the main body of the story. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I get it, and it's it is annoying, but it's not really a it's more that's more of a consequence. So the story itself is a developer on God of War super super annoyed that spoilers about the new God of War have leaked before the game comes out. This is more of a problem with the internet than video games, isn't it? And it happens with every single form of media, every movie, every book that comes out. There'll be someone looking to leak what happens before because that's a position of power you can exercise over strangers on the internet. And that, unfortunately, is how the internet works. Got to live with it now, I'm afraid, Steve. No, the next story is also about Modern Warfare 2. Canadians who purchased Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for Xbox on Friday discovered that its physical box seemingly calls out PlayStation in error. 
box copies of the Activision shooter boldly proclaim on the rear of their packaging that the Call of Duty series is the best-selling franchise on Xbox or PlayStation, depending on the format the copy is for. However, <laughs> in Canada, where packaging must display text in both English and French, Activision appears to have forgotten to translate this particular text, leading to the awkward call-out for the console rival. Hold on. Whoa, wait, wait. They only have to translate one word differently. And that is Xbox or PlayStation. Le Xbox. (laughs) What what about for PlayStation, Simon? Le le PlayStation. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Okay. Um, Assuming the error will be fixed in future print runs of Modern Warfare 2, these early copies could become something of a collector's item. Yeah. Call of Duty is currently the subject of a war of words between Microsoft and Sony as regulators around the world scrutinise the latter's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Despite repeated assurances from Xbox that the Call of Duty series, which is regularly the best-selling release of the year in the US, will remain on PlayStation, Sony has been engaged in an increasingly public war of words over the proposed deal and told press that Microsoft's offer in regards to the future of COD was inadequate on many levels. <laughs> That's embarrassing, isn't it? Mm, it's a uh, you know that's going to be problem. It's going to it's going to be a tough day at work for whoever's uh, responsibility that was, wasn't it? You'd have yeah. to go. I mean, I don't know what you'd do there. You'd you'd have to just take a few deep breaths in front of your screen, and then you presumably have to go and walk up to the headmaster's office, <laughs> Activision or whatever, and just knock on it and sit outside. Yeah, I uh, I wonder whether that's the sort of job that's often outsourced right and someone carrying the can for this is probably an agency outside of the organization of course there's always a line manager who should have double checked that it's a very easy mistake to miss though isn't it printing (laughs) printing xbox on your playstation it's (laughs) very easy yeah you know given that um sure whose fault it would be because uh all packaging needs to be approved by the format holders doesn't it and they are mm-hmm. they have super strong gu- guidelines so if it was your job at activision blizzard to make sure that you didn't put playstation on an xbox box mm. i think you could quite rightly go but they didn't spot it mm-hmm. quite um yeah i mean before that point it's probably all in an excel spreadsheet somewhere and it's quite hard to you're, you're scanning this stuff looking for typos and swears aren't you uh, at least it didn't use the F word, the an, or an F word. Well, that's because God of War is a PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> Perfect. Shall I do a news story? Do one. IKEA have sent the lawyers after an indie dev for making a horror, horror game about a furniture store. That's according to Vicky Blake on Eurogamer.net. IKEA have issued a cease and desist demand to an indie horror developer insisting they change their unreleased horror game in a bid to stop press and players alike from comparing it to its global furniture chain. The store is closed. It's a haunting mashup of N Night Games' The Forest and the humdrum of everyday life and comes from indie developer Ziggy. While it doesn't use any of IKEA's products, names or branding, IKEA believes the developer is infringing on its copyright and has sent in New York legal firm Frost Zelnick. Consequently, Ziggy, who's based in the UK, has 10 days to make the changes or face legal action. IKEA's lawyers contacted me about the story's close, Ziggy tweeted. I was going to spend the last week of my Kickstarter preparing an update, but now I've got to desperately revamp the entire look of the game so I don't get sued. Well, Simon, that is one way to stop people connecting your game, uh, your uh, IP with a game, isn't it? Your brand with a game by declaring publicly that you're going to sue them over it and definitely don't talk about this game in in connection with our... um, our furniture shop. So it doesn't. Um, looking at the screenshots to it, uh, it meant yeah. It doesn't. Does that look like an IKEA to you? Uh, I'm looking at a screenshot of. I'm looking at the screenshot that Ziggy at Ziggy Game Dev has posted. Oh, he hasn't posted. He's posted a link to a Kotaku story, which I believe takes a screenshot of the game from the new thing. So it looks like he's he's posted a screenshot of his own game. And front and foremost is a, a banner advertising Swedish meat, now 79% f- um, fresh in a big empty um, furniture store, which, yeah, it's warehouse-like and it's making references to uh, Sweden. 
Um, the IKEA lawyer goes on to say, your game uses a blue and yellow sign with a Scandinavian name on the store, a blue box-like building, yellow vertical striped shirts identical to those worn by IKEA personnel, a grey path on the floor, furniture that looks like IKEA furniture, and product signage that looks like IKEA signage. All the foregoing immediately suggests the game takes place in IKEA's, in an IKEA store. It's an odd one, this, isn't it? Because first of all, you just change the blue to a different colour. Um, yeah. Uh, the other, um, you know, what it doesn't have is is that I can see from the screenshots are like f- husbands and wives arguing, <laughs> um, big blue bags. Uh, all I of tell that you what, of... it will probably have like just given the quality of general NPCs in video games, it will have that stare into the mid distance that I have in IKEA, <laughs> just not really focused on anything, just knowing this will pass. Dexter, uh, when he was younger, would take great pleasure in, uh, we would go around Ikea and it was when he was into his um, uh, drawing uh, the male member phase on <laughs> any 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 um, any surface that would take uh, a pencil or chalk. And so he did leave a number of um, those w- within some of the um, on display drawers and in cupboards and all of that sort of stuff. So be interesting to see whether they feature within the game. Mm. Uh, so Ziggy's changing this now then, is he? Well, I believe so, based on that um, that grumpy, uh, grumpy tweet. Um, let me see if it says further down. No, it's uh, it's it's it's. I mean, it's all visible on his Kickstarter page, which you can uh, you can have a look. You can also wishlist the game on Steam if you want to. And I assume, like everything, if people get angry enough about this, uh, then they'll just mod it to be like IKEA anyway. Yes. Um, so they're fighting a losing battle, um, and I think this is the Streisand effect. Uh, in action, isn't it? It's this is not going to do anything other than draw more attention to the Kickstarter, uh, which is good for Ziggy. Uh, I might back it. Yeah, it seems quite cheap though. The, the amount of money he's asking for. Well, that's uh, that's Kickstarter, isn't it? And your faith in believing whether the game can be completed on that, uh, or you can wish list it on Steam and hedge your bets. Stick it to him, Ziggy. Uh, is it your turn for a new story, or shall I go again? I can take one. It looks like the long-rumoured Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater remake may be announced at the upcoming The Game Awards. The news comes via a now-deleted video that reportedly popped up on Chinese studio Virtuous' YouTube channel earlier today. You can never delete something quicker than someone can save a copy of it, though. Uh, The video, regardless of whether it had been published intentionally or not, is now doing the rounds and has Metal Gear fans speculating that the remake may soon be formally confirmed. It looks as if the teaser, which seems to be getting scrubbed as quickly as it's being re-uploaded, includes Morse code for the phrase December 8, 1964. 8th of December is when the awards are set to broadcast, whilst 1964 is the year in which Snake Eater is set. Uh, More interestingly still, this strange video kerfuffle coincides with the recent release of a recruitment video in which Virtuos shares a day in the life of a virtuous Montreal. Uh, Within the video, an artist can be seen with the art of Metal Gear Solid coyly on display on the side. (laughs) Coyly. It comes to you, exactly. I mean, what is that? I mean, what is it doing? Is it it just lying there with its flaps open? (laughs) (laughs) This all comes a year after a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 was first reported to be in the works, with Konami reportedly handling, handling development to Virtuous Studios. So, Steve, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, one of those shall I upload this video now what the one that's that's like obviously referencing Metal Gear Solid 3 and, and the Game Awards hmm. yeah should we check with anybody before we do no, that no, just stick it up, up there it goes I'm sure no one will notice we'll just um, get it ready and if they do we can always take it down can always done. take it down done uh, so it looks like that surprise has been spoiled which is an effing outrage according to uh, Sony well I um I had picked this news story as one of mine as well, Simon. Not because oh. I, not because I care about Metal Gear Solid, but because you do. Um, I do, do do. Yeah, how do you feel about this? Uh, this one coming back then. I, I'm very excited to, to play a, a remade version of it. Um, these games, like the Resident Evil games, 
often don't age well, uh, mm. mainly due to the con- to the controls. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed Snake Eater when I played it on the Vita. Was how I finished it. Um, I haven't played it since, so I don't know whether it has aged well or not. But suspect that it could benefit from um, yes, doing what modern games do, etc. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to this one, Stee. Uh, someone did say a comment on Twitter this week, which made me smile, which was, why don't they, like, it's, this is great news that they're remaking some really good games, but wouldn't it be better to remake bad games to make them good? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, 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 it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> it really would. <laughs> really, really good point. Well done. Person on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Snake Eater, uh, th- uh was brilliant i thoroughly enjoyed it uh i look forward to enjoying it again if if it happens and that's is that yeah, a big we, if steve we don't know we just don't know we just don't know um all right i've got another news story here uh, to replace that previous one here we go sega is aiming to create a quote super game close quote by march 2026 <laughs> Uh, This is according to Ed Nightingale on uh, Eurogamer.net. Sega is aiming to create a super game by the fiscal year ending March 2026. That's according to the company's latest report, which lays out its medium-term plan. The the article goes on to say, it's not clear exactly what this super game could be. (laughs) But Sega has high hopes for its existing and past IPs, including, you'll never guess what, Simon, Sonic. Sonic! (laughs) Uh, the report includes a message from Sega CEO Haruki Satomi in which he discusses the strategy behind this super game and the aim to attract streamers. One strategy for generating such hit titles is the creation of a super game, a large-scale global title. We're currently developing such a game, targeting release by the fiscal year ending March 2026, he said. The ultimate goal in the super game strategy is to create a game so revolutionary that it attracts far more active users than any of the group's (laughs) games to date. (laughs) One, wait... One key to achieving this goal is whether we can draw together a large community uh, involving not only players, but also streamers who stream the game and viewers who watch the videos. Uh, That kind of community expands and further develops game content, adding value to the game that is unimagined by developers and sparking a broader movement, which can then draw in even more users and grow the game. (laughs) Until everybody (laughs) in the world is playing. (laughs) And then here's a graph that shows, look, the line, the line just keeps going up. It just goes up. So how... This is fantastic. I uh, I mean, hats off to the Sega <laughs> employees. Like, they're all sat there doing nothing, nothing, aren't they? And then what's happened is, like, the investors have come around and they've gone, um, what are you doing, what, Opened up the doors. Yeah, exactly. What are they doing in there? Oh, they're making a super game. <laughs> oh, jolly good. Carry on. That's going to be... Wow. I, I, love the, I love about this that there is... <laughs> They're just saying, yeah, so, so all right, guys, we've got a plan. It's just, it's just <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to make a really successful game. And it's I, gonna, don't know why, yeah. I don't know why anyone's not thought of it, yeah. yeah. It's just going to be really successful, and that's going to make money. Also, I love the way the article, every time it writes Super Game, it puts it in quotes, like... Uh, you know, even in the context of this, uh, of this, of Sega CEO saying it, and it just feels more and more sarcastic as it goes along. Like discuss the strategy behind this super game. Uh, yeah, so I- I'm very. Are you excited about this? Well, I mean, it's it's. It, well, we should be excited. Although you know, should we? Because we're all going to be playing it anyway, aren't we? So uh, <laughs> there's no way it's of avoiding inevitable. It. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think we, I, I mean, we did do a news story about this before, or at least it was slightly more obliquely referenced, I think. And wasn't this one of the things they, they were planning to bring back Crazy Taxi for, uh, or maybe even Jet Set yeah. Radio? I mean, what we didn't have in the original story was all the detail that we've just got. <laughs> I know. About so, you know, it's good to hear some more about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, to be fair... I'm surprised that uh, publishers and game developers around the world are continuing to write games that were due to be released after this super game. <laughs> it's just given... a waste of time. It was a waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, is that all of the news? 
Yeah, there was also some nonsense that Hideo Kojima said this week about his new game. Um, he said that his new game is almost like a new medium. <laughs> this Did he say which, turn... which medium it's like? Well, he says, if this succeeds, it'll turn things around, not, to, not just in the game industry, but in the movie industry as well. <laughs> okay, you carry on your work. Maybe team up with Sega. Mm. All right. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and we are recording live on a Sunday night, uh, 7.27pm. It'll go out on Resonance on Monday uh, at 7pm as well. And later on, it will be podcast. Uh, You can find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. There you can also read the show notes put together by our under caretaker phil you'll also in those show notes find a link to the one life left discord which is where we get together to discuss this week's show next week's show and everything um video gaming the super show that's what we should work towards shouldn't we just one podcast that everyone's (laughs) going to be listening to forever Um, we're slowly sort of returning to the pre-pandemic times. It was that we were in a studio and we'd have regular guests and features. And for a while, we had to sort of bunker down. Simon in his shed in Hitchin, me in my one-bedroom flat in South London. Uh, and we recorded the show, you know, on Zoom. Now we've got our own virtual studio. We are going to bring in guests soon, aren't we, Simon? We are, Steve, yep. That's that's the plan. As I said last week, Charles Cecil, very eager to come on the show. So, um, and um, and yeah, we've got an audience watching us right now. If you want to watch us, not just listen to us, but watch us record the radio show and hear the gossip in our debrief afterwards, a little bit before as well, uh, then you can do that by showing up on the Discord around about seven pm, or just follow the link on the Twitter on Sunday nights, um, and please join in there. Um, the News related to that, though, Simon. Every week we're trying to build on the previous show uh, and get closer to, you know, classic One Life Left. Well, the big news is, Simon, we've got a feature this week. What? Really? Is it a new or an old one? It's a new feature. A new feature. Wow. I know. I know. It's like old times. And are we going to do this once or, uh, you know, and everybody's like, oh, it's great they've got a feature again and then, <laughs> then... never do it again? Uh, the good news is two of these features are already in. So if we, we'll have it this week and we'll have it next week and then potentially never again, but we'll see. <laughs> are you going to drop that in now then? Here we go. Hi, I'm Alice and, this, and I'm a game designer and this is One Life Left. Hi Alice, what games have you designed for us this week? Um, this week I've got one about penguins. Okay, uh, what do you do in the game? We we have to give fish to penguins. Okay, you give fish to penguins. What happens when you give the fish to the penguins? They eat it all up. We just need to get it from the supermarket and the tadpole. Okay, you get the fish from the supermarket and the tadpoles. Yes. Okay, is there anything you can't give the penguins? We can't give them food and we can't give them sausage rolls or cookies. Okay, and where are the penguins when this is happening? Um, they are in someone's house. How many points do you get for each penguin you feed? Um, uh, five. And what happens if you feed a penguin some fruit or something you shouldn't be feeding them? Um, you lose your feet. 
Does the game get more difficult as you go along? Yes. How does it get more difficult? When the fish has run out, we have to give them fruit and cookies. That doesn't make sense, and we shouldn't be doing that. That does sound quite difficult. How does the game end? By finding more fish from tadpoles and frogs. Do fish grow from tadpoles and frogs? Sometimes. Okay, good. Uh, how would you describe the game? Um, seven out of ten. Fair enough. Thanks, Alice. That's adorable, Steve. Um, thanks. Uh, she's very excited about her new game design career. Uh, as I said, I think at Reboot Croatia. Um, she saw lots of game designers there and thought, yeah, I can do that. And so she's making notes now. And she, you know, today we we went to see um went to see the Freeze Art Fair in um in Regent's Park today. Not art fair, but art exhibition. And on the way back, thoughtfully, uh, she just she's been musing to herself. She said, "It's really good. I've got a job now." <laughs> and then she paused and she said, "As a game designer." And I thought. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see uh, how long this feature continues. But as I said, another one in the can already. Uh, And if anyone out there wants to record a feature for One Life Left, we are now in a situation where we can drop them seamlessly into the show like that. So please, please get in touch. You can email us at team at onelifeleft.com. Talking of which, it's time for the letters. So over on the Discord, they've responded to your call, Steve. Ed writes, Dear One Life Left, Do you offer any support for listeners who have accidentally got hooked on Marvel card-based mobile games? Ideally before Big Gary comes around to take all my stuff, stroke thumbs, because of the money I borrowed him off him to buy digital superhero gold. Thanks for any assistance. Ed. Ed! I'm pleased to hear that you're enjoying Marvel Snap. Um, I was a little concerned because there was some disquiet on the Discord uh, last week when some people, uh, uh, I won't name names, uh, it was Tony Gowland, said that he <laughs> thought that it was free-to-play mobile rubbish. I'm um, summarising his points, but he was quite dismissive of it. Um, I mean, we will talk more about Marvel Snap, but I've, I've been playing nothing else Mm. um of any significance this week and i too ed have spent actual money Uh. on digital cards however um i see that uh morgizi is has uh has suggested this and it's eight pounds 99 to buy the spider-man spider-woman um booster uh season pass I only spent a pound though, Steve, because I've been making up opinions in the Google Opinions app. <laughs> so it didn't so it didn't it didn't cost me as much as they wanted. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah. What yeah, has happened to you? So you're not alone, uh, by any means. This game has blown up. And not just in the uh, what, easily... after the after the after we covered yeah. it last week, I think. Not just in the easily persuaded by Marvel or Greedy Wizards space. But um, you know who I saw going on about it on Eurogamer.net was Kristen Donlan. Yeah, um, we're in good company. Come and join us, Steve. I mean, the best company, like, for those resonance listeners who aren't aware, Chris is, the, I, for my money, the best writer working in video games. You know, he's brilliant. His opinions are smart, nuanced. He is often, um, often a promoter of games that I would describe as emotional thought through you know he's you know he's he's my darling if not the indie darling and he's gone for this he's he's he wrote a you know there was a little piece on on why it's uh it, it was it was a joint piece i've no idea who the other person was i only care about christian um yeah talking about how much he loved it like and i thought well maybe i should pay it no absolutely not really no you, you can play it on steam as well well, he confessed in the piece that, you know, he's a sucker for, I, I think it was certain era of Marvel stuff. Uh, and that was part of the appeal. Like the game mechanic, there's no doubt that the game mechanic from everyone I've talked to, apart from uh, Tony Galland, 
not to mention any of the names, that everyone loves the game mechanic. It's pure and it's simple and it's smart. But also it's the touches in the game that people really, really enjoy as well. The way there's lots of little sort of references and interactions to be discovered, uh, which mean a lot more, obviously, if you care about Marvel, not just the Marvel comics, uh, not just the, sorry, I don't get right. The movie Marvel thing is called the MCU, right? Yeah. And doesn't that sound for like Marvel comic universe? Yeah. No, cinematic universe. Cin- right. Right, I get it now. Okay, so it's not just for people who care about the MCU, it's for the whole Marvel thing, right? So anyway, I don't care about any of it. Uh, and I've now unfortunately like committed to not liking this and there's no way back. Oh, come on, John. It's what what it's what it does is so it's it has these rotating locations which affect mm-hmm. uh, how you play each each round um, or can affect, and so that adds um, an element of randomness to it. And also, this these sort of chain reactions of events where one card affects another one, then does something else. Blah, 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 blah. Seeing some spectacular plays come off. Um, Kate said to me this afternoon I was playing it. She said, what's just happened to your face? Because <laughs> somebody played a card I've never seen before that um, uh, that that basically turned the final round in their favour when um, I wasn't expecting it at all. And, th- and that's what it is. It will often come to the final play and what you have to do is win two out of three locations. So you could be winning one or drawing and they could be winning two. And you know that they need to, at the end of that, the final round, they need to be still in control of two. Mm. And so you try and work out what they're going to do to think that you're going to take one of those from it, from mm-hmm. them. And by doing so, leave a hole elsewhere. And then this moment where it just shows you what, what moves that you both made. And, and once you've outfoxed them, <laughs> oh, it's so rewarding. So rewarding. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, 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 really good little card game. Similar are you game. playing real people yes uh, i don't think you do at the start mm. um, again someone else mentioned this where you know and, and um it, it is often uh i believe uh, a um like the first time you play PUBG on mobile mm-hmm. you're like oh i'm brilliant at this because i've just won yeah. and you're like no that's just bot- you know, what they're trying to do is make you think uh, feel yeah, yeah well mm. feel like you know get to get you involved because like, like sometimes if you start Remember some of the old FIFA games? It take me four or five games to score a goal, mm. and then you're like, "This isn't fun, is it?" You know what you want in your first game is for you to win three-one, you mm-hmm. know, or something like that. And so, yeah, so I do think that they fake the early rounds, but I'm up to uh, collector level. It's in the two hundreds now, maybe two sort of two 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 twenty, um, and so yeah, that unlocks a load of free cards. I, I was umming and ahhing about whether to actually spend a, you know, what was a pound of my money um, to get these cards. But I am trying to build a deck around card movements, Steve, and that's what Miles Morales <laughs> does. So those sorts of synergies. <laughs> All right. There is another letter on the Discord as well, isn't there? There is. I th- well, I was going to say, I thought we'd cover... Uh, let's start now. All right. Uh, Sharky writes, morning. Sorry, guys, I've had a bit of a, hi- a hiatus from the show for a few years. Lack of commute to play podcasts, etc. But back and listening live these days. Thank you. Question. News with Anne. What happened to Anne? Keep up the good work, Pip Pip. What happened to Anne? Well, um, it feels like catching up years of history. Like we should have a, you know, previously on One Life Left thing. Um, when a man and woman love each other very much... <laughs> Anne had a baby, uh, and uh, uh, that is why she uh, she couldn't read the news because everyone knows if you have a child, it interrupts one life left, like as it has been doing to our cost for the um, yeah for the last couple of months. Uh, so give it, I don't know, seventeen years, and Anne will be be back. Right. Well, first of all, um, we'll be having a new feature from her baby, um, uh, I would have thought, in uh, sort of four years. Once uh, Alice has gone on to become, uh, like, I don't know, what's above a video game designer, Uh Everything. Literally okay, everything so... that you could possibly <laughs> think of. <laughs> Once she's risen through the games industry, there'll be space opening up for a young, enthusiastic game designer. 
and uh, will, will be it. So yes, um, she's busy. Um, if uh, we we we've we've left the door open, <laughs> we hope to see her back. Yeah, uh, and we you know we also haven't updated the news jingle. You know, it's kind of like an emotional tribute to also because you know we're just very busy and tired all the time. But uh, yeah, um, we, I hope that you, I hope that you still enjoy the news section, and I hope that Anne, uh, you know, is listening, and uh, thinks that me and Simon are doing a good enough job. It was definitely funnier when she did it. <laughs> Very true. Do we have any more letters? Uh, I thought we did, but I can't find it uh, in the old emails, so uh, not currently. No. All right. If you have anything you want to say to One Life Left, you can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show, and Simon is clicking around on his PC uh, trying to find something. I was I was just just checking for missing letters. Ah, right. I, still. I, I, I ventured into the spam, and um, uh, DHL are trying to deliver something to me. That's a scam. They are not. Um, a man called Jim says, "Re, hi, I hope you well. Would you be interested in a possible business partnership? Please let me know." Says Jim. Can I tell you? Actually, I had a really weird. Hold on. Link. Hold on. Hold on. Go hold on. on. I've just gone into our One Life Left mail. Mm. I've got an email from... um, Is it okay to read out, like, you know, um, someone from Hill and Knowlton's real name? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so got an email from Agnes Bortuzzo to to me, not to you. says, hi there, getting in touch to check if you'd like a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. If so, let me know the best platform for you and I'll send a code over. What?! Simon, let's squad up. We could squad up. Get get a steam code. Let's squad up. Okay, let's. Uh, there's a feature waiting to happen. I'm going to send you this uh, right now. Okay, uh, great. Uh, there you go. Let's let's squad up. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. Um, so I have to use LinkedIn for uh, business reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did I did I did I read this out? Um. Did I read that before where somebody on LinkedIn said, hope you don't mind the direct approach. I'm curious to know how you, you and your team humanise outreach. <laughs> like, like almost almost every word of that sentence, I do not understand. <laughs> what? What does that mean? How do you humanise outreach? I don't know. Humanise, I guess it's how you make people feel like they are... Like you are a real person rather than someone. Which I am. Just yeah, but you're a real person, but you're also using mail merge, Simon, and you're sending I'm not. thousands of. I know you're not, but the person thinks you are. Well, he's not humanised his outreach, is he? No, he hasn't. Well, that's the irony there, isn't it? <laughs> and he's desperate to have a call with me. I mean, what other, what, what other community? Is there that presumptive? He's like, it's a hassle. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. I appreciate you're busy, but can we have a call this week? I don't know. I don't know what you've said to me. Mm. Why would I want to then go on a call for you to try and humanise your outreach all over me? <laughs> <laughs> to coin a phrase. To coin a phrase. Very good. Uh, all right, shall we get on with the reviews? Unless yes. there's time for a Simon Byron's Fast Five. You know, one day I'm going to make a jingle for that. And then it'll be on the soundboard, and then <laughs> that day is that day is not today. All right, here are the reviews. So I asked you before the show if you played anything, um, because I have only played FIFA and one other thing, which I will talk about uh, in a bit, uh, but isn't new to me. Uh, what have you been playing, Simon? Well, as mentioned, yeah, Marvel Snap has been occupying a lot of my time. Um, yeah, it's really good. I thoroughly recommend it. 7 out of 10. I'm trying to finish Uncharted 4 when I'm not playing... when I'm not playing digital card games and buying money for... paying money for things that don't exist. And I've just got past the big set piece, um, Car Chase. And I, I, I can't remember if I've played it before... 
uh, I feel like I must have done, but I, you know, outside of this bit, which was the, you know, which was the big moment in the game. Um, I mean, I'm just finding it fine. I'm finding it annoying in places where uh, there was one bit where I, he said, let's quick, let's get back to the car. And then I, I didn't know where he was going. And um, I sort of ran one way and then it just, it just went gray and Nathan died. And I thought, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not really a game. It's, hmm. it's just, a, it's a, it's a very, very, very flashy series, series of flashy quick time events mm-hmm. presented in real time. Hmm. That's, um, and yeah, I don't remember it like that. But then I don't remember anything about it. So. <laughs> and will I remember it once I finished it? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm not sure that I'm enjoying it. Would you say the same is true of The Last of Us as well? I haven't played. Well, I have played that. I, I remember. I remember nothing about it apart from not liking it. Mm. Mm. Um, I mean, it's like so scripted and so linear, and you know, the only skill that you've got is um, aiming mm-hmm. and the puzzle solving. And mm-hmm. I, you know, like so, the the puzzle solving has been fine. Um, you know, typical push this button, r- rotate this thing here. How, how do you get up there then? Um, you know, and that, and that bit's good, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, I sort of I've been thinking as I've been playing through whether I've enjoyed the t- the modern Tomb Raider games better, mm-hmm. um, and I, th- I think I probably did, which mm. is a shame. I wish I hadn't played it again. <laughs> so, um, those of you who have been following One Life Left closely over the past six months will be aware that I'm trying to buy a house or buy a flat, and that fell through this week or last week it was on the cusp of falling through this time last week and it's now officially fallen through um but get this simon had an offer accepted on another flat blimey you don't hang around do you well no you can't afford to uh, with mortgage rates at the price they are at the moment i so anyway uh i've had another offer accepted uh, which doesn't sound like it's relevant to the review section, except for it is, Simon, because this flat that I offered on has uh, has a virtual tour on its website. <laughs> right. And I was I was looking at this virtual tour, and it said, um, view this in VR. Oh, wow. Now, since I got my new PC, I hadn't hooked up my Oculus Quest Two uh, or Quest Two to the PC, but this was the motivation I required to go back into VR for the first time in about a year. Um, it took me a while to get things set up. Uh, things have slightly changed. You don't have to use virtual desktop anymore. Uh, Oculus has got Apparently its not. wireless link thing in. Um, none of it was particularly intuitive, but I did get it sorted eventually, um, and I immediately put two things on. I put Synth Riders on, which I have missed playing over last year. Synth Riders is the Beat Saber-alike game where you hit glowing orbs in the sky and end up thinking you're dancing along to a song, but obviously you look ridiculous in real life. I think it's better than Beat Saber, um, 7 out of 10. So I enjoyed that. And like every normal human should do as soon as they go into VR, uh, I play Tilt Rush for a bit, which remains just still the most astonishing thing, um, just painting in VR. I don't know. A thing I was going to put on Twitter um, was uh, was ask if anyone has any recommendations for things that are as magical as Tilt Rush, because that was my first experience in VR, and I still haven't had anything that matches that. So if there is anything better... Uh, or as good, please, please let me know. I am terrible at painting or any mm. sort of art, uh, and therefore I've never fired up Tilt Brush. You've never tried it? Like, I'm awful no. at art, like, terrible. Uh, but it's, yeah, you should you should do it. I mean, I've never made anything good or worthwhile in Tilt Brush, but just the feeling of painting in the sky and being able to look around that, that stuff is incredible. Uh, it's absolutely astonishing. And yeah, ultimately, I did go and look around my potential new flat in VR. Uh, and that was weird because I don't know if you ever tried any of these things, but the scale is completely off. So you just feel like a tiny child uh, and everything is massive. But uh, it was good to be motivated. So yeah, I'm ready to uh, ready to play any VR games if anyone has any recommendations. 
So have you made an offer on this place without actually going there? No, no, I went as well. Uh, went twice. Uh, you should have turned up with your Quest headset on, <laughs> still. <laughs> Just to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, no, the guy was like, when I went around, he was like, oh, do you, you know, have you tried the VR thing? It's very good. It's very good. No wonder he thinks it's good because it makes the place seem massive. It's not massive. Right. But it is bigger than one bedroom, which is what I need right now. Well, congratulations. I mean, ask me that in four months. Uh, uh, How does the heating work there? Yeah, not like the previous one. The heating is normal. So, yes. Uh, And then how are you getting on with your FIFA um, quest? So, FIFA, I've... um, So, last time I think we talked, I turned up the difficulty and it was now too difficult for me and I was getting beaten all the time. And that was no fun. That was as much... Uh, it was less fun than winning all the time. Uh, but like the bears in Goldilocks. No, wait, like Goldilocks in Goldilocks. I then put the difficulty between and now I win generally. It's a, it's a nil-nil draw <laughs> yeah, every game. I cope with that. Although uh, Stockport are on the rise again, so maybe I wouldn't. Well, look, in... Um... You know, old men getting involved in modern gaming trends like me playing uh, mobile free-to-play games. Jonathan Smith has become addicted to FIFA Ultimate Team. Oh, no. That's the last thing we need. Um, well, he's, he's entering tournaments now and not he? letting his family into <laughs> his into the lounge when he's playing. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I did see... An adorable video on Stockport County's YouTube this uh, this week, where it was the players, and these are players who've never been in FIFA, or as far as I'm aware, have never been in FIFA because you know many of them have been in the non-league structure. Uh, they had to guess each other's FIFA stats, so they had big cards, and then they had to uh, had to guess what the numbers are, and none of the numbers are very good because they're in the bottom division. Yeah. Uh, but it was yeah, it was yeah, it was cute to see that. Is that the end of the review section? I, I believe it is. it is, Steve. And that's the end of the review's bed as well. It's a bit sudden. I've got control. I've Switch got control over everything now. Um, but what I don't have control of is what we're going to do in the next six minutes because, or oh, it's a bit less than that, five minutes, because we've um, we've hit the end of the show a little bit early. Um, well, in the old days, of course, we'd just be able to pad it out with some really long game music, wouldn't we? But uh, that's that's difficult to do mm. these days. Um, I, so I, I definitely prefer doing the show like this to how we were sort of splicing it together afterwards. Oh, 100%. The one thing I would I would like to see, if, if you're listening, Riverside FM, is um, there must be a way of interacting more with any of the audience that I hear. Um, you know, at the moment, we've got Ed complaining that we've not addressed something on on uh, in the letter section on discord but it would be nice to have people interacting here wouldn't it what can we do about that can we play pictionary or something there's a there is a there is a chat like a window share? here okay on the on the right side of your screen uh, but the chat window is currently oh empty. right okay no one's i mean ed has written live shed action in there he has written live shed action so why aren't people putting putting their text there mm. we do need to I, I think this is a journey of discovery not just for us or the listeners of resonance fm listening to us discover this but also to our audience generally uh who are live with us and if if you know anyone listening right now wants to be part of this yeah join us on sundays uh, I, I, so I've been sort of keeping one eye on the audience and we've had, it's gone up to six and it's dropped mm-hmm. down a bit here and go. I think what's what's just happened is, is that somebody was listening, stopped listening and has now come back just in case we do anything with them at the end. <laughs> Which yeah. means that we shouldn't. <laughs> we also, yeah, we should, I'm sure there's a way of monitoring this, but we should have giveaways as well. For the live audience incentivize that and maybe uh, maybe you could just type some money into the chats uh, bar can we do that down to five listeners now simon <laughs> i don't know what you just said but it wasn't good enough um okay. so uh we we should have a guest though we should try and have a guest for next week yeah no problem i mean do you mean that 
Like we can we can brainstorm it now. Oh, it's no problem trying. <laughs> try, uh, try very hard. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, no, in, you are we? right. Uh, I mean, even just getting sorry, I was about to say even getting Phil on, uh, but that was very dismissive. Um, no, it was nice having him on, and I was really pleased that the show worked out. Yeah, um, it did work out, except for those of us who had to edit it afterwards and uh, and repair it. Like, um, as you said, I think the worst thing for, from the last uh, three years of doing One Life Left in a COVID world has been the editing, which is just really, really time-consuming. Uh, right now, that's not the case. There is just a button that says export, and you're done. And that's super, super exciting. Uh, it wasn't the case last week because... For those of you who only uh, who only heard the podcast edition, we had a we had a guest on, but the show was not broadcasting his uh, his his mic, so we had to repair that after the show. Anyway, that won't be the case this time. I'm just going to explore. Are, yeah, well, because we're not going to have that problem by not having any guests. Mm. Do that thing. Good. All right. Well, it's been uh, it's been. Good to see you. What, have you, what, what are your plans for the week? Um, I'm going to Denmark tomorrow. Fair so enough. I'm going to Bristol on Wednesday. It's not a competition, but if it was, I'd have won. Uh, we're going to. I'm going to Denmark tomorrow to do a talk in on Tuesday, uh, and then yeah, uh, loads of work because when you do things like that, you've got to cover for all of your um, all of your missed work. So I've got lots and lots and lots of stuff to do for the rest of the week, and then. Uh, don't know. Next weekend, it's it's one life left again. That's After the fireworks. <laughs> After the fireworks, are you going to see some fireworks? Good. Uh, I think we are. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Fingers crossed. That's Fingers crossed. All right. Well. right. well, thank you, Simon. Uh, Cheers, for Steve. Joining joining us on One Life Left for the last seventeen years. Uh, thank you to all of the listeners. Uh, thank you to Residents of Heaven for having us, uh, and thank you to Pickaxe for hosting the podcast as well. Until next week. We've been One Life Left. Goodbye. Goodbye.